Hey, welcome to Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, once again, give everyone a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. We got a lot to talk about. That's right. Tonight, we're going to talk about, uh, we've seen, well, you've probably seen them too. We're just going to comment on some of the Bigfoot stories out there that we've heard and seen like on TV. And uh, we think some of them are relevant as far as my brother's uh, sighting so we're just going to go on that rant tonight yes and uh, and the stories we'll talk about they uh they definitely could happen to us th- the way we go out to the mountains and definitely yeah definitely well, well we'll start with one that that i i saw and uh it, it was on tv it was on a program i don't know if i should name the program but we'll just talk about it so on this program the guy's giving his story and uh, it's an old man, a, a grandpa, and his young son, and they decide to go fishing. And and the the young kid, the, he's excited, right? And I, I I mean his grandson, not son. And uh, so they pack up for two days, the tent, everything. So they drive down to the lake. They get the rods in the water, set up camp, and. The grandpa hears some noise, but he doesn't, like, let the kid know, you know. He's just like, what's going on in the brush over there? And uh, they're fishing, and all of a sudden, a rock, uh, not a small rock, a big boulder got thrown in the water. And so kind of alarmed him. He looked around, you know, got his shotgun, thought nothing of it, and it kind of dissipated the the growling the noise you know all the time so they continued fishing they caught their fish oh you know night comes they skin the fish well the grandpa tells the kid before nightfall go get some firewood so the kids out in the woods collecting firewood so while he's collecting firewood he, he feels like he's being watched so he's real leery he grabs firewood and then he hears trees start snapping so then he gets scared and he goes back to the camp, but he doesn't tell his grandpa. So they cook their fish, eat their dinner, and they go to bed. Nothing happened that night. Well, the next morning, they're fishing, and there again, the grandpa hears something rustling in the brush. And this time, a bigger rock was thrown in, in the lake right by him. So this time, the grandpa gets his shotgun. He catches a glimpse of the Sasquatch as he's looking through him at the trees. Well, he shoots a couple rounds off at the Sasquatch, and it pisses the Sasquatch off because he, he evades him and kind of like does what a bear would do, backtrack and go around. And he came out of the other end, and he went toward the grandpa, and the grandpa tells the kid, get in the truck, get in the truck. So it kind of charged him. It was charging him like it's going to attack him, and he was out of shells, so... What can he do? Well, the kid saw what was happening, so he started hunking the truck horn, and that's the only thing that scared it away. If not, he would have probably maybe possibly got attacked. Wow. What do you think, Vince? So do you think any of the the shots, was he firing it directly at or like warning shots? Well, he was firing it directly at him because he he was a war veteran, and he he was telling his grandson because his grandson, while they were around the campfire, asked him, said, you know, did you kill anyone in war? And the grandpa tells him, you know, in those situations, it's either you or them. Right. You got a choice to make. Either they take your life or you take theirs. 
Right. So he knew how to shoot. Yes, he did. <coughs> so and I'm guessing he landed some shots. I'm going to say he did to piss that Sasquatch off to where it didn't care and it was going right, to attack him. Right. I'm saying he landed one and or two. Yeah. And they, they say like if you wound an animal, they become vicious. A vicious, aggressive. Yeah. Now, now, there's theories I've heard about shooting at Sasquatch. Now, a lot of people say they're such big animals, you'd need a high caliber. Right. While other people argue it's all about shot placement. Right. Well, well, he was using a shotgun, and it was a single barrel, and it, I'm sure he was using slugs. So, you know, if he hit him, of course, that hurt. You yeah. Know, it hurt. It wounded him uh, no matter where, but I think that did piss him off. And I, I don't I don't know if, if I'm going to buy the shot placement or cal. It, it could be a little bit of both. Right, right. Because well, these these higher caliber rifles they do more damage inside the body. So right. if if you place your shots good, you know it, you probably knock down anything. Right. Well, yeah, that that more force coming with that high grain bullet. Yeah, gonna, and see, and, and that's an argument for our legislature. Uh, that's why we need AR-15 Sasquatch. Hello. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I want to share a little story that I heard. Now I, I also I watch a program you talk about, but I, I like to listen to uh, encounter stories on the internet. Now uh, some of them you can't believe them all. You got to take them with a grain of salt. But I think this one's pretty credible. It was about this guy. He he was going to take his kids fishing. And they have a, a, a place they go to every year. I, I believe it was in Washington State. There, it's, it's, you know, one of those secluded lakes in the mountains. Not a lot of people know about, just the locals. So they're planning their annual fishing trip. Uh, they left bright and early when it's still dark. And they got to the, the place they park. They have to park on the side of a road and kind of hike down to the lake. So they got there, I guess, about when the sun was coming up. So they all got out. Him and his, I believe, his two kids, uh, they were in their little pickup. They unloaded their gear, and they started hiking down to the lake. And uh, I guess maybe about half a mile down the trail, they saw something come out of the shadows and just block the trail. And uh, he said for a minute there, it just it didn't register. He said he saw what he saw. But if you're not used to seeing that every day, you know, it just don't register right away. Like if you see a deer or an elk or even a bear, you're like, oh, I know what that is. But something like this, he said, he was just frozen for a while because it wasn't registering in his mind what this creature was. But uh, this creature was growling and, you know, kind of swaying back and forth, taking an aggressive stance. So his kids of course they they got shaken up and he just kind of gathered them he's like well let's let's go around so they were going to take you know off the path down the side road right. and uh nope this thing would where whichever direction they started walking he would cut them off and uh i guess he he was getting closer to them growling and you know just an aggressive posture so he told his kids don't make eye contact just look down but he said he couldn't help it. He couldn't help it. He made eye contact. And this thing got, uh, it got so close that he lifted his fishing pole, you know, just to, like a stick trying to keep, you know, keep your distance. Right. So he said all they could do was back up. Every step they took back, that one would take another step forward, the Sasquatch. So the Sasquatch backed them all the way up back to their own pickup. Oh, damn. So they ended up just getting in the pickup and taking off and... They said they stood away for a few years, 
and they eventually ended up going back when his kids were a little bigger. But they said they never had another encounter. But still, that's it. It made me think: uh, why? Why did that Sasquatch want to keep him away? Right. Well, was it a female? I believe it was a male. Okay. Well. Well, you know, in, in any wild animal like that, the only time that they would be aggressive like that is if they had young, possibly. Right. Um, they're not going to do it just for the territory because they could hide and, you know, they, they know we're passing through. But to be aggressive like that, there was there was probably either, either two things. There was one wounded that couldn't move fast or they were young. Yeah. And they were protecting it. Right. And and then that's what I was thinking because most of the encounter stories, you know, they won't even let you know they're there. They'll just kind of take off. Right. And sometimes they will let you know, but still they don't want a confrontation. They'll take off. Yeah. That's why these ones where there is a confrontation, I, I was thinking the same thing as you. Maybe there was young down there. Right. Maybe they were fishing, drinking something. Right. No. Because I, I do believe they eat fish. Oh yeah, I I believe it too. I I believe they eat deer, fish. I believe they're carnivores, not just herbivores. You know. Right. They don't they don't survive off the berries. Look how big a bear gets, and the bear eats a lot of vegetation. Yes. But if it can, it's gonna. Yeah. Get some meat. An omnivore. Right. So that's that's a good theory, and that's possibly true that there were young there, and. Like we, you know, you said, I don't think it wanted to harm them. It just wanted them gone. Right. right. If it wanted to harm them, it would have. Yeah, it could have. Just like we, we've said many a times when we've had our encounters out in the mountains, if they wanted us, they could have us because it's dark. We just got really the, we have our flashlights, but really just the campfire. Right. So they, it would be nothing for them to sneak up on us. Now, talking about the encounters, there's one thing that I've heard a lot of these people say that uh, that we we that I've told people, and it's uh, when they hear these animals growl or or holler. On all these encounters I watched, they all said that they heard it taking in breath, but they said the way it screamed, and I said the same thing on our very first episode when we talked about Sasquatch. The screams I've heard, no man can do those. Right. And that's what these people were saying. The the Just the roar and the scream was just so deep and so guttural. And, and, and so long. So long, yes. I mean, that, I mean, I couldn't sustain it. No, and and I thought when I was watching this, I said, oh, man, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's uh, <clears throat> <laughs> it's not it's it's a combination of everything the lung capacity the vocal range and that's why they say like uh, a lot of their low rumbles we, we can't hear we can more feel right and that's what some of these people said they were talking about when these animals did scream or growl that it was one guy referred it to he said if you ever been to a rock concert and you feel the drum and the bass and it, you feel that thump in your yes. chest he said that's exactly how it felt and i was like well i haven't had that yet but i'm gonna take your word for it right and hopefully someday we will <clears throat> the day we have that that'll be our last camping trip it may be <laughs> so so I'm i'm gonna talk about another encounter that I uh, I heard the story of, and this one is, uh, it's three people. It's 
to uh, a guy and a friend and and one of the friend's son and they basically did what me and my brother do they had a, a, a an encounter where they thought they saw one one time so they went back and this was pretty deep in the woods they went back one night and said let's do it and they took some pretty good recording equipment and whatnot and they started doing wood knocks well they started off with wood knocks and and they would listen and they had this nice recorder well you know took them a few times and then they wait no response but one time he gave a couple good knocks and got a response and and they caught it they got the recording so after the recording they just kept knocking and doing the hoops and hollers while they could hear them coming closer at first they heard one directly in front of them and then they started to hear one off to the left and then one hollering and off to the right now when they were coming one was making what they call the hoops and hollers and uh two of them they said were mimicking coyotes hmm. and they said at one time one they either had a coyote and strangling it by the neck or one was mimicking a coyote being strangled oh, wow. but but they said it never stopped and it got closer and closer it got so close that they got scared so they thought well let's get out of here because it, it's getting too close and they're they're coming for us so they got in the car and started hightailing out well they drove for about five minutes and thought okay we're far enough got out and to catch your breath because they were overwhelmed they they were literally shaken just by all the whoops and hollers how they were getting surrounded and it shook them up so when they pulled over they stepped out to catch some air they thought that they had lost them but the hoops and hollers started up again and the guttural growls started and so they said oh my god they're following us so they drove again and this time they they pulled over again and thought that we got to be done with them so again the hoops and hollers started so uh, one of the the kid dad said let me let me go i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna end this they gotta know that that we're basically the alpha yeah so he went into the woods and he saw one it was huge well he fired off a shot and that's when this one did the guttural growl and the loud scream but he too said that it was so loud and so like low volume that he could feel it he could feel it like through the forest right and uh after they did the shot off that they got in the car and they just hauled ass and they <laughs> yeah. they didn't stop till they got home and at the end of the story the the driver who was didn't have the son the driver said i got home i woke up my wife i told her what happened and i broke down and cried he said because it was just so overwhelming yeah that's crazy. That is crazy. <clears throat> yeah, now, I don't know. The, would you shoot at one? No, I don't think I'd shoot at one <coughs> unless... Life or death. Life or death. You know, but, but there again, you better take it down. Yeah, if you're going to shoot, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop at one shot. No, sir. No, you better have an, an automatic rifle. But... The thing is, I wouldn't want to shoot one. I would, I would just want to see one. And, right. And 
maybe a, maybe yeah. if I could have that peaceful, I come in peace, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I see you, you see me. Now let's go our separate ways. Right. That would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't have that kind of luck. Oh, no. I yeah. Don't. Now, let, let's go back to, you said the coyote. They're mimicking coyotes. Right, yes. Now, I, I've heard stories of them mimicking. And we've even had some uh, experience when we were up in the mountains. We heard something that sounded like an owl, but sounded like it wasn't an owl. Right. It sounded like something big mimicking an owl. Well, yeah. I mean, it... And the funny thing is, we would hoot, hoot back, and, and it would answer us. Yeah. So it, yeah, if, it started with just a hoo, and I was like, "That's a crazy owl." And then, so when we started hooting back, and, it, and it, it wasn't the like the owls have their hoots and stuff. It was more like a hoo hoo, like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could you could tell. I mean, I'm no owl expert, but. It didn't sound like a, a natural owl. Yeah. And uh, as far as the coyotes, if you hear a lot of like the the Sasquatch howls like up in Washington and Oregon and the Pacific Northwest, uh, a lot of times there's coyotes close by because the coyotes will start start up also. Right. And that that's what, you know, that's what I hear. And, and that's what they thought because, you know, they, they're Bigfoot researchers. Right. They, this wasn't their first rodeo and they thought you know are those genuine coyotes and then they said well if they are one of them's getting strangled right now yeah so yeah now i i have a friend who has a story here where he woke up in the morning camping and he heard what he didn't know at the time what it was but he thinks it's a sasquatch now crashing through the forest and it killed a dog oh damn but we'll, we'll get to that story another time Right, and actually, I'd like to have him on here to tell it. I I wish he would come and tell yeah, it. We'll, we'll we'll I'll get a hold of him. I'll reach out to him. All right. Anyway, those th those encounters that it just reminds me so much of you know all the other stories I hear, and I just don't think that there can be that many people that pass the same story on with the same consistency. Right, right. It's like you know everyone talks about their encounters with with these creatures but i mean they're all consistent right now uh, uh the ones that i really like are the gaming fish right the the officers out there now i i heard one on the internet it was about a year ago uh he was a gaming fish he, he never really thought too much about sasquatch and we heard the reports but on his time off he would like to camp and fish so he went camping. He he do it. He said it was like a week long trip for him. Right. You know, clear your head, just go out there, you and nature. So he went out to the lake, and once again, I'm I'm not sure where this was. I don't think it was a pack west. It, it may it may have been somewhere else, but it was definitely up north. And uh, but anyway, he set out his weekly trip. Uh, found his usual spot. Uh, I guess it was kind of secluded. So he set up camp, and first day was great. Did some fishing kick back, read some books, you know, just unwind. And then the second night, he started hearing noises. He started hearing, you know, the whoops off in the distance and stuff. And and he, 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 he didn't really think too much about it until the third night when they started getting closer. You know, he was, one night he was up, uh, he had just finished fishing for the day. He was cooking his dinner. Then he heard him close, real close. Right. And uh, that kind of freaked him out. So... He 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 had his sidearm. He said, "You never go in the forest without a sidearm." Right. And we all know that. I, 
my first time was a mistake. I didn't have one, but right. Oh, yeah. Oh, but no. uh, yeah. But I know now. But he, he said uh, it continued for a while. And then it calmed down. So he he decided to go to bed. He laid in his tent and did some reading. Turned out the light. Then he started hearing noise in the forest. And then all he heard was footsteps running. Is running. Right. He said they're running toward me. And uh, they ran past him, but they grabbed the tent and they dragged him about 10 feet. Oh. Yeah. Damn. So, you know, it shook him up. So he, he made his way out of the tent, found his flashlight, and he was looking around. Well, eventually he, he saw one standing at the tree line. Right. And uh, it was doing, I guess everybody says they sway. Right. Now, I don't know if that's just like a defensive posture or... Uh, I don't know, but don't a know. lot of people, even if they're not defensive or aggressive, they see him in the tree line and they see him swaying. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if the swaying is like just like being on on alert at all times to either run, attack, possibly, or, you know, possibly. But he said he saw it. He shined his light on it. He saw it, and he said once he shined his light on it, it charged him. It, it dropped down to all fours, ran up close. It was it was slamming the ground like a gorilla with right. his hands. And he said once he got about 15, 20 feet away, he stopped and he stood up and looked at him. And then, of course, this guy, he's he had his sidearm, but I, I think that was the last thing in his mind to pull it. I'm sure. So he, he kind of backed away slowly. And as he backed away, the Sasquatch turned and went back in the forest. So he said what he did a a bluff charge that's what he called it to right. get him out of there and he and he it said worked. he said he packed up he slept the rest of the night in his car but the next morning he was out of there so the the bluff charge did work <laughs> yeah yeah and uh that'd be something to see though but he and seeing that that you brought up an interesting point that i i would like to see too because people say that that they drop on all fours and that's what makes them so quick right um uh well let's take uh What's the guy does the internet commentarying and does the video editing and all that? Well, think, there, think, thunk, thinker Thunker? Thinker? Yeah, there, there's a few, but he's yeah. one of them. Thinker, think, thinker Thunker did one on the Yellowstone Bigfoot, right? And he, and he definitely, uh, when supposedly they caught him with hunting the buffalo, this right. is what they said. Well, you could see him in the distance, but in a, in a few seconds, they came, they were right up on those buffalo yeah. like and that's and, and people try to debunk that when they say oh it's cross-country skiers but when you did the size comparison right those things were pretty big compared to a Com buffalo yeah and, and buffaloes are big right if you stand next to a buffalo the shoulders the buffalo's humps about five 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 you know it's almost as tall as a man or taller taller yeah and those things Buffalo are fast too. Yes. Now there's I, I've been hearing different theories about the speed of a Sasquatch. Now they have a long stride. They have muscular legs. They they walk mountains all day. That's what they do. Right. So they could get from point A to point B pretty quick. Now somebody said to be fast you have to have small feet. So the big will have big feet. So. That's the theory that when they drop down on all four, that's when they're really fast. Yeah, and I, I don't, and I, I believe that. Yeah, when they're fast, they drop down on all four, but I don't believe that you gotta have small feet to be fast because I think that's just one of those uh, urban legends. Because to be fast, and your track coach will tell you to be fast, they want you to do lunges because lunges build the inner inner muscle on your 
inner thigh. Yes. And that's what helps promote speed. And, and what's climbing the mountain? That's, that's just like doing lunges. lunges. Yeah. yeah. And those those muscles are what help produce speed. Not your quads, not your calves. It's those inner thigh muscles. Right. Because that's where you get your stability and your push, not so much from your quads. Um, and I know because I, I had a friend who was he was fast as shit. And he would do sprints, and but he'd always do lunges all the time, like the knee bend, and yeah. walk across the field. And I said, why do you do that? He said, because that builds up my inner thigh muscle, and that gives me the speed. Oh, like, okay. Ah. Yeah, but there's, there's, a, there's a whole lot of different theories out there. and uh, You know what? Will we ever know? We may not. We may not. Um, someday somebody may know, but... Uh, I don't know. They they seem pretty elusive, and uh, the people with the resources to take one into captivity, like the government, they're keeping their mouth shut, or they're not interested. I I, th- I think the government does know about them, and and like we hear stories about the kill teams that go eradicate the ones that are violent. Right. Uh, I think the government just doesn't want, and I don't think it has anything to do with the timber industry, the lumber industry. I think the government just doesn't want people to know because people in, in, in naturally they panic right S- same with aliens yes they'll never tell them about alien visitations yeah, be, because you know like one-on-one people are pretty intelligent but like as a mass they'll panic they'll freak out they'll start right. doing crazy stuff yeah. it'll it'll shake their faith right i mean it'll you'll get a you'll get a hundred a thousand hunters out in the woods shooting each other because yes. they think each other oh that's a sasquatch let's yep, get it exactly and, and and that's it they don't want all these looney tunies out there that's what it i think that's the biggest thing not so much you know everyone says well if people find out it's going to kill the camping industry and the lumber, I'm like, no, it'll actually send twice as many people out. Yep, exactly. Outdoors, but then you're gonna have the wrong kind of people. Outdoors. Yes, you're gonna you're gonna get the glory seekers and the nut jobs. Yep, yep, and and that wouldn't be good. No, but anyway, we'd like to hear your stories. If you got a Sasquatch story or. You want to comment on the, the encounter stories we just talked about? We'd like some input. Right. So if you want to email us, here's how you do it. You email us at late night with Larry 55 at gmail.com. And don't be shy about it. I'll answer the email and leave us some contact information. We'd love to hear your story. Yeah. And, and uh, now's the time. We're probably going to have a little more Sasquatch stories because... The weather's time. The weather's great. Everything's opening up. So yep. we're going to go out and further our research. And, of course, we're going to tell you guys how that went. That's right. It's warming up. It's almost time to go back out there and look for the elusive creature. Yep. We're going to find him, too. That's right. Well, we hope you enjoyed what we just chatted about. And like we said, we'd love to hear if you have a story. Share it with us because that's what we do. Yep. Don't be shy. That's right. Anyway, thanks for listening. Peace out. Be good to one another.